Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, and this has essentially been a combine week. And is there anyone better in the entire world to evaluate how the Penn State players did at the Combine than my co-host, Mr. T. Frank Carr? T. Frank, how you doing? Some would say I was even born to do this analysis. So I'm doing great. Uh, I watched almost every single second of the Combine. I, I was working from Thursday until this moment, so... Uh, yeah, we're locked and loaded, a lot of caffeine, a lot of uh, note-taking, and a lot of, honestly, a little bit of a letdown this year. Combine in general, I was disappointed with, not the players or the performances, but the setup was pretty garbage, I thought. Well, i tell you what, it, um, it was a bit different, the coverage of it, and the lack of fireworks also from Penn State was a, I'll say it was a surprise because we've just got so used to there being fireworks from the Penn State players. I'll just go yeah. back to last year, and you have Micah there and Owe there. And have we as Penn State fans just become spoiled that we expect something special from the Penn State players? I don't think it's just Penn State fans. I think the NFL community, the college football community, the draft community all expects those things from Penn State athletes. Um have not having the combine last year and having OA and Parsons run only at Penn State and having those be the official times, I think that helped. There's definitely something going on with the numbers at Haluba Hall versus what happens in uh, in Indianapolis because even the exceptional players that go through the combine and blow it away have slightly better times at home. And part of that is the setup of the Combine and how it works. And then part of it, I think, is is whatever there is that... that there There's too much smoke to the fire. Or there, there's, there's, there's got to be some fire there of like, maybe it's a fast surface for Penn State. It, it could be. But as I said, in years past, we still saw some numbers at the Combine that yeah. made NFL people stand up and take notice. Let's get into some of the details. Let's go through all the players uh, from Penn State who were there. I want to start with uh, Jahan Dotson. I think he's a first-round talent, whether he goes first round or not, um, because there's several very good wide receivers uh, coming out this year. But with that said, part of that expectation for these guys to um, succeed at the Combine is we often get a preview from the strength and conditioning coach. We hear Dwight Galt talk about these guys. This year it's the new head guy, Chuck Losey. And the expectation level was to see Jahan Dotson with a 4-3-something in the 40-yard dash. And the 40-yard dash is probably the sexiest of the drills that they go through. He ran a 4-4-3. The comment I made earlier this week is, which means he was four one-hundredths of a second away from doing a 4-3 something. Yep. I don't think four one-hundredths of a second changes anything in our perception of him. Or uh, n- no, not with his tape and his stellar play at the position. Uh, 
you know, and I know that we are talking about hundredths of a second, but we're also talking about hundredths of a second in a game of inches. And and fans that love football and old school fans talk about it's a game of inches. And that doesn't mean running for three yards on third down. It means every single interaction is measured in such a small percentage in the NFL because it's so tightly contested between elite athletes. So while I agree with you, I also say that every hundredth of a second matters to these people, especially for Jahan Dotson. What I wrote this last week is that uh, his performance was more what I expected. I don't, and I guess I disagree with some of the coverage on, on the NFL Network, of I don't see Jahan as a 4-3 athlete. I see him as a very good athlete. A 4-4 clearly has gotten better from what he was as a freshman when he was a fluid, not fast football player. But when I was looking for what he needed to do at the combine, I was looking for explosive metrics. Because if there's one thing that you are when you're fluid is that you 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 don't present the electricity in your movement skills that would uh, indicate you have explosive movements. So his his vertical jump, 36 inches, was good. That was a good time. Or that was a, that was a good jump. His broad jump was not nearly as good. It was in the middle of the pack. Uh, and then, of course, his four four three. These are all really solid times. But at no point what did he show? I guess the twitchy, explosive uh, movement skills of a guy who came in 178 pounds under what he was at at Penn State, and a little bit smaller than we expected, a little under five eleven. So all of these things came in a little bit under. But his tape is so good that you just go, I, I don't care. I don't really care about all those things because everything he does. Uh, is good. Now, I will say that the, the metrics of how, how big he was, his vertical jumping skills were not in the 39s or 40s. And to me, that's all indicative of the, the, the things I've pointed out about his profile as well. Doesn't break tackles well. If you tackle, if you get your hands on him, he, co- he goes down. He is not an explosive leaper. And I keep coming back to that word, but in contested catch situations, he's got shorter arms than most NFL starting boundary receivers. So he struggles in those areas. It probably narrows him a little bit more and maybe solidifies him as a slot receiver, but also a very high-end slot receiver. So it's going to come down to fit, and it's going to come down to need at the end of the first round as to whether or not he he lands there or in the early second. So we're right back where we started. The only thing he didn't do by not jumping out of the building or running that 4-3 or giving an amazing account of himself, he didn't lock himself into the first round. He still left the door open where he could be an early second-round pick or a first-round pick. But when you go back to his film, it just doesn't matter. He's a really good football player. He is really good at the position of playing receiver. But he is what he is. He, he it proved exactly what we saw on tape. So I kind of looked at the combine as holding water for Jahan Dotson. Let's go to the next guy who's very high, highly regarded, who is uh, Jaquan I, Brisker, the safety. Yeah, go ahead. Can I uh, just – I want to talk about one other thing with, with – with Jahan, and I want to provide some context. I mentioned that I was not a fan of the way that the NFL Combine had its system set up this year. So they changed things around as to how you're doing stuff at the Combine, and they did it entirely for television. So it used to be that you would bench the day before, and you would you would go through the bench, and you would do all of those things, and then you would do the on-field testing. And they used to do the testing all together. So you would get a cutaway shot of guys doing the broad jump and the vertical jump and the three-cone drill. And what they did this year is you did the bench press in the, uh, earlier, you warmed up, 
And then you ran your 40, and that's where the television coverage picked up. And then immediately after running the 40, you went to the other sexy thing for television, which is the on-field drills. And then after that, you would go to do the shuttle and the three-cone drill. And we saw early in the week with the receivers and the skill positions, we had some of the worst three-cone drills from receivers we've ever seen because they ran all over the field. And again, we're talking about hundredths of a second. If you're fatigued and you don't get in there and to get into all of those things, like if your ATP and all those things are burnt out because you did all these other things, you're not going to post a good time. Some people can still. They were just that fluid and that fast. But Jahan uh, had a four, uh, seven, two, eight, three-cone drill. And for an elusive, fluid athlete, that's not a good time. But he also did it after doing everything else. So I thought that the NFL did it a service to the athletes, and you saw the running backs completely opt out of it. One corner ran the three-cone drill. The corners, like that's a, that's a staple of something they should be really good at. Part of it also is like the DK Metcalf factor of if you run a bad three-cone, then teams will just drop you into the third round. Uh, so I, I was I was not a fan of the way they set things up because I felt like they were setting athletes up to fail there. And I wanted to put that into context for another part of Jahan's evaluation that did not meet the level of expectation, but there was a clear reason why to me. I would imagine that the NFL people are smart enough to see this and realize it, though. Sure, and they probably just don't care because the money generated from the uh, television is more important than the information for the scout community. Who Maybe the scouts don't appreciate it, but the executives who count the money coming in from the television revenues, obviously that's important to them. And I wanted to ask you then, it kind of leads to Jaquan Brisker, who did very well on the bench doing 22 reps. And there was a story afterwards I read, maybe you could elaborate a little bit, that maybe he tweaked his back a little bit. Yeah. And did those reps come prior to him running the 40? Yeah, so that's that's how the day started out is you, you do the bench and then you do the vertical leaping and the broad jump. Um, and that's where I was surprised. So another guy that was supposed to be the freakiest athlete for Penn State at the Combine put up good numbers. You know, the 22 bench reps was what we were expecting, really strong. But then his vertical came in at uh, 34 and a half inches, which is well under what we heard he did at Penn State. And by the way, you can't fudge that. Like, you jump how you jump. So coming in like 38 or 39 is what he could do before, and 34 was a clear indication that something was different. His broad jump was uh, the same thing, 10-4. I was expecting something closer to the top of, uh, you know, almost 11 feet. So Because he is an explosive athlete. And with all of that, those are still good numbers, and he ran a 4-4-9 while being less than 100%. So... I think given the context, it's still a really good combine. He didn't do anything to hurt himself other than physically hurting himself. Uh, But then after his first 40-yard dash, he shut it down. He did not do any of the on-field drills, and then he didn't do anything uh, after that with the other testing numbers like most of the safeties did. So uh, it was kind of a quiet day from Jaquan Brisker, who was supposed to be the guy that came in and was the, the monster. He was the representative from Penn State that was supposed to be the freak athlete along with Brandon Smith. I believe people will be smart enough to allow for some of these numbers saying, okay, tweak the back a little bit, whatever it happened. However, with that said, was he not bothered pretty much all season with something going on? We saw games where he took himself out because of being nicked up, 
Does this now uh, perhaps make some NFL teams a little bit reluctant with him? Are there injury issues with him? If if they're or am dumb, I overstating that. <laughs> if they're dumb, because he played with them and he played well with those situations, so sure you can have the conversation about that. But tweaking your back and, and still performed at the combine. I'll go back to that. Still ran a four four nine with with some sort of. Uh, it is such a precision thing. The forty yard dash is not just about how fast you are; it's how well you run the forty. And to be less than one hundred percent and run that, you know. It, I think it just speaks to what kind of athlete he is. Uh, and then, you know, obviously you can't help when you have a, I'm going to say a joint injury is what it was, in his shoulder. Uh, and he played through it. <laughs> he kept playing through it and playing well. After uh, coming out multiple times in that game against Wisconsin, he also sealed the game with an interception. So if you're, t if you're saying, oh, well, 200 pounds, blah, 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 playing in the box, maybe he can't hold up. It's like, well, okay, play him at free safety. Play him anywhere. The dude can play at any place in the secondary. So I, have, I, I think if you, if you have that criticism, you might be one of those teams that wants to drop him down the board so you can take him in the second round because you, you want him. All right, thanks very much, T. Frank. We are going to continue the combine talk in segment number two. Stick with us. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout. 